Have you ever walked out of a sales call and knew that you blew it? Well, today, Jay Mamie's going to give you some techniques to help you earn that sale. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Zondra TV Audio Nation, where we bring you the most interesting topics and conversations from across the Zondra TV Network family of shows. And now, let's join the conversation. I've got an amazing guest. Now, have you ever been on a sales call, walked out, and then felt like, I did some things not so great? Well, I've got Jay Mamie here today that's going to teach us about sales strategies and techniques. Welcome to the show, Jay. Sandra, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Jay, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Your background? Where'd you come from? I didn't know about Jay Mamie until I was on your radio show. So, tell a little bit about you. Well, I actually am from New York. I just uh, literally moved out here about a couple of years ago to Dallas. But I grew up in Spanish Harlem. I'm a uh, product of a Puerto Rican household, right? My parents came in in the 1960s from Puerto Rico. And we landed in El Barrio, in Spanish Harlem. And one of the things that you learn when you live in that neighborhood is you've learned how to make uh, make ends meet. And sometimes if you want to have something a little extra, you have to go out and figure out ways to make money. So at 13 years old, I was picking out bottles and cans and trading them in for a nickel so I can go buy the Jordache jeans and the nice sneakers all the other kids were having. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of turned on, turned me into a, an entrepreneur, so to speak. It actually lit the the, the switch for me to become a, an entrepreneur and love that lifestyle. So I became uh, a tax uh, professional. At 16 years old, I was doing taxes for people. And nice. I started my own personal training company. And I, yeah. I did a little bit of that. And I went on Broadway, did some off-Broadway work. And so along the way, I've developed an, an entrepreneurial spirit. But I also learned that if you're not very good at how you communicate with people and what you say and how you say it, that as you just said earlier, your best efforts can fall short by what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So so entrepreneurial spirit. I love that because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a serial entrepreneur or something else. Maybe I need to rename it <laughs> uh, because I worked in corporate mm-hmm. and, and, and in my job, I always had a side hustle. People talk about a side hustle, but I always had this 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 desire for to be an entrepreneur. Right. Mm-hmm. And to do that thing full time. But I probably don't think I had the guts or the courage to go like, but I'll, I'm not leaving the umbrella of protection, right? With a consistent paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you think that entrepreneurial spirit really came from in your life? I think it's really a matter of two things. Mm. And and sometimes when I talk to folks and I do a lot of coaching and speaking and all sorts of events, I, I, I always let people know that make sure that you know what your calling is and don't step on somebody else's toes. In other words, mm-hmm. just because someone else is meant to be an entrepreneur, be a business owner, yeah. uh, doesn't mean that you uh, have the same calling. So I think it's first important to recognize uh, whether or not you're called to be one. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of us are employee minded and we're supposed to be there. We're supposed to process the activities yeah. of the creators. But then some of us have that creator DNA in us that is what motivates us to go out there, uh, step out in faith and do something entrepreneurially not knowing if it's going to work, how it's going to work, who's going to come, who's going to show up, or none of that. You just step out in faith like you did. Okay? <laughs> and uh, and then you develop the skills along the way that allows you to yeah. hone in that entrepreneurial spirit, which will let you know if you're on the right track or not. So you've been an entrepreneur for most of your career. And correct. For most of my career. Okay, most of your career. Started out as, as a young type. You was, you know, doing some 
taxes at 16, which is amazing. What's been your biggest success being an entrepreneur? I realized about five years ago what my uh, what my calling was, and I, I recognized that it was the calling of a helper. Mm-hmm. I was called to make an impact in the lives of others in a way that mm-hmm. changed their their outlook after having met with me. And that for me has been the best, um, really the most impacting thing in my life is where I've received the most joy, most reward. When I do get text messages as I do, and I get Facebook messages yeah. as I do, and I get testimonies that I do. Uh, when people have said that based on what they've read and based on what they've heard and based on some of the coaching, some of the techniques, they've actually, they've seen their their uh, results change. So that for me is the, is the most impacting thing. It's getting that mm-hmm. feedback from people that I've made an impact in their lives in a way that'll change the trajectory from, from now on in. I love it. Um, but you've you've been saying a couple of things that I gotta take a little dive into, <laughs> uh, Jay. Because you, you, the first of all, you've you've said a couple of times about your calling, mm-hmm. and then the other thing that I heard was faith. Mm-hmm. And I want you to share with me how do you figure out that calling, and tell me about this faith mm-hmm. of stepping into it. Tell me about that for you. A few years ago, I, I was just sort of thinking about my life. And, you know, sometimes you can run on, not run on empty, but you can certainly run on just emotion and enthusiasm, but that may not be the track you're supposed to run on, yeah. right? Yeah. So I've always understood that it's okay to, to, to stay in your lane. People say stay in your lane, mm-hmm. uh, what you're good at, but it's okay to switch lanes as long as you stay on the same highway. Oh, right? okay. So you, I guess you wouldn't <laughs> want to switch lanes and end up on a right. side exactly, street. Exactly, right. <laughs> So it's okay, okay to have the ability to say, I know what my calling is in this particular area. How else can yeah. I express that? So I realized since I'm a helper and I've been called to help people, what other ways can I help people? And I, that's when I evolved into writing and speaking and coaching, doing all sorts of other things. But one of the things I spoke about back then was mm-hmm. that oftentimes when you're trying to figure out who you are and why you're here, you've got to take a step back and ask yourself, what brings me the most joy? Yeah. What brings me the most passion? And your passion will always reveal your calling and your calling will, will always reveal your assignment. And your assignment is what gives you the your, the faith to pursue your purpose. I love it. Okay, that is well said. <laughs> That's so well said. It better be in this book. So got, it better be in this book that I want y'all to get. You know, Thriveology. I'm talking about thriving here. I love what you just said. And it really, really resonates with me because I, my core belief is once you understand who you are, and while you're here, it, it changes your trajectory. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't, you know, people don't want to answer that question. So I always say that, you know, we push hard right up under our ribcage and we push down past our belly button every day because we do not want to answer the question of who I am and why I'm here. Because then you think you're going to, have to do something about it, which you will. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where the faith comes in at. you got to take that leap and go on and make it happen. I tell my, my, my own kids, I yeah. ask them, you got to write down early on. And I wish somebody has said this to me, has spoke this to me early on, because uh, it would have made things even clearer for me uh, in my early uh, development. I, I've said to them, look, you need to find out what you like and what you don't like, because what you don't like will push you towards the things that you do like. And not only that, it's going to give you a chance to filter where you should go and what you should be involved in. But you got to get crystal, crystal clear, not just on what you like, but also what you don't like. Because when you identify what you don't like, what you do like becomes that much clearer. That's good work right there. That's good. 
and start them out early. Train Absolutely. them up in the way that they should go, right? Correct. So part of training them up in the way that they should go is mindset. Like start getting your mind wrapped around the things that you really love, mm-hmm. right? And the things you don't really want to do, you know, because I, I mean, I, my first job, I was an ad man. And, you know, that's farther from where I need to be uh, <laughs> answering somebody's phones and trying to, because I'm, I'm creative. Right. It was miserable. I don't like to do I don't like to file. Right. I mean, back in the day, I'm really dating myself. I don't like to file, you know, and do the whole filing thing. So what was I doing in that? But it was great because I was young mm-hmm. and I learned, okay, this is, that's, that's not your thing. That's your right. thing is to be creative, be out there. And, you know, in the elements, you know, I, I believe in thinking without a box. You know, people say, I think outside the box. I say, think without a box. Mm-hmm. That's where the real power is. That's, that's right. where the real glory is. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV, or visit ZondraTV.com. Would you like your home or workspace to look luxurious? If you answered yes, we've got a solution for you. Great design for you can create a dream space just for you. Get a gorgeous new look for comfort and confidence. You deserve your ideal dream space. Let great design for you create an elegant new look. Visit greatdesignforyou.com today for your free inspiration appointment. Welcome back, Jamie. It's an honor to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before the break, what we talked about is that you have all of these roles. You're you're a coach. Uh, You're an author. You're a speaker. Tell me how you pivoted. Like, I I don't think you just came into being that. What happened for you that brought you into the role of being an author, being a coach, being a speaker? Uh, my, my background actually started off in being, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, did a lot of entrepreneurial work. Mm-hmm. But then I actually took a job for a very small, uh, short amount of time as a social worker. Oh. So I've always been in the people world. Yeah. Uh, so my, my job stint was a very short stint <laughs> because I did not like processing work. I'm a work creator like you are, right? <laughs> so I said, okay, I need to go. <laughs> and then I decided to go invo- uh, get in financial services. So I actually built the financial services business, which I still own a financial services okay. business today. But about six years into it, I was doing prison ministry. Really? And I was doing men's ministry. And oh. I said, okay, I, I had this burning desire to do more than just financial services work. And I remember one day I was in the, I was home and it was a Monday morning and I was in the shower and all of a sudden I just felt this, this incredible impression laid upon my spirit that you need to go write this book. And I initially wrote the book for men. It was a uh, called a, uh, The Common Man's Devotional. Uh, at the time, I was running a men's ministry, so I, I wrote that book for them. But what that did for me, seeing the comments and the reactions from those men that read that book, I said, I, I need to pursue this further because I've, I've got a greater reason to be here other than just helping people buy life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong with that, right? Yes. But there's a greater reason to do that. And just from that, just the, the the development and the evolvement into writing, speaking, coaching, um, it just took a life on its own. 
You know, it's something when we actually, again, it's about purpose-driven life, mm-hmm. really. But when you really understand who you are and why you're here, and then you start to surround yourself and to apply yourself to those skills and abilities, you start to see things kind of formulate and change for you. Right. Uh, you're not a one-time author. How many books have you written? This is actually my 10th book, and I'm excited about it. Excited about this book. It's a fantastic book. It's a very different kind of work. It's a, it's a, a work of elaborations. In fact, one of the first uh, one of the first readers came back to me and said to me, "Jay, you're like the modern day stoic." <laughs> so it's a very stoic type writing, yeah. you know, the old philo- uh, philosophical yeah. style of writing. And I like that because that was the intent. Uh, it, it's a book that you digest daily, not just read it in the sprint. Um, and because there's a lot yeah. of meat and potatoes in it to change your the way you think. Uh, but to, to kind of answer your question, so mm-hmm. I went to college and I took degree, I have double majors in psychology and behavioral mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, I got down and dirty and learned the academic side of selling. Uh, now, I had been selling since I was 13 years old in the streets, uh, in the trenches. But being able to apply the academic side to it really put me in a whole mm-hmm. different niche of, of people who can p- provide a service not because I've read it in the book, but because I've lived it in the streets and working with people and, and providing that, uh, uh, developing that, that skill set in the yeah. trenches. Uh, so I know that most people don't have the skill set of how to speak with a flair of psychology, understanding subliminal techniques okay. and persuasive uh, uh, persuasion techniques. Uh-huh. I've learned it in, in the academic world. I practiced it for 35 years of my life. So I, I would, I'm one of those person you would say is a subject matter expert in teaching people how to use psychology to sell better. Now, listen, I, you know, I should have met you when I was in corporate. <laughs> Help me sell better. I mean, you know, I know the most that I know is, you know, you can't have dollar signs in your eyes. No, <laughs> you got to sell from your heart. That's right. Um, but I love it. A sales guy. I'm, I'm a sales woman. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, I spent probably 19 of my 40 years in corporate America in sales. Wow. So I'm a sales person too. So I'm I'm liking that sales Mm -hmm. thing. And I ran a sales team uh, nationally. Uh, and I and I was like, okay, let me try to teach these folks how to sell because it was actually kind of tough. You know, all sales aren't equal. Correct. And that's the thing. I think that people think I got sales technique. I got sales, I know sales, but all sales aren't equal. And I figured that out in my last assignment. You could sell technology is a different type of sale mm-hmm. than it is to sell healthcare to some sick folks, and that's who you're talking to. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah. You gotta exactly meet right. people where they are. Exactly so right. what are some of the tips like for getting into this whole psychology <laughs> of sales? I love it. Well, I think that people have to be mindful of what first comes out of their mouth. Oh, come on. Because the words can attract or repel. Okay. Right? And we're all wired to have a sense of safety. And I think that one of the things that novice salespeople do to their own detriment is that they shoot themselves in the foot with the words they say because they elicit in the other person a sense of fear. And Mm. we are driven to seek what keeps us safe, what allows us to feel secure, stable, and certain. And if the words that you're using, unbeknownst to you, because you just don't know it, because you don't know psychology, are are creating in that other person a sense of insecurity, instability, fear, lack of confidence, then it doesn't matter what your product is, doesn't matter how much they may need it, they probably aren't going to make a decision. And if they do, it may not be buying it from you. (laughs) They'll buy from somebody else who makes them feel safe. Safe. I, I like that. Okay, the safe sale. So, so like, what are like one or two, just one to two techniques 
that are important. Like if you're doing, because, you know, we still, I mean, of course, you know, cold calling, like being able to go into an office or to go someplace and try to capture that. Is there some strategy that works better than others? Questioning, effective questioning is okay. one of the best strategies that allows a salesperson to really know what's happening deep in, at the root of the person they're sitting mm. in front of. And I think what most salespeople lack is the ability to ask effective questions. They come in with pre-practice you know, uh, questions that they're taught to say, taught yes. to ask. Um, and if they don't receive the answers that they're looking for, they get stumped. To become a sales pro, a sales ninja, a sales master, you have to know how to ask effective questions that draw out from the person what their concerns are. So uh, actually, in one of, my, uh, one of my courses, I talk a lot about yeah. effective questioning. And we could spend hours on that. Oh, on hours so on effective questioning. But I think that's one of the areas that a good salesperson needs to be better at. How yeah. do I ask questions that draw out from the person what they're concerned and what they fear the most? I love it. Now, listen, uh, if folks wanted to be able to work with you, because I'm already feeling like <laughs> if I was still in sales, I'd be calling you. I need a coach. How can people work with you? Well, they can call me. Uh, they can reach out to me on my email, j at the jmamie.com. They can okay. also track me down on my website, the jmamie.com. But I'm easy to find. I'm not hiding anywhere. You can Google J Mamie. Now, my face will pop up. Oh, May not be as as, as uh, sheenless as it is right now, but <laughs> it'll pop up. <laughs> so then you have started your journey with your digital footprint. So, I have. So you know what? I'm proud of you that you got a landscape, man. Mm -hmm. That if put in your name, we know who you are, right? You. That's right. That was amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I really encourage people to work with Jay um, because I'm going to tell you sales is, is, is definitely it's more than technique. And I love that you take it from a behavioral standpoint. You taking it all the way down to that psychology that says, you know, people want to feel safe. And I, I totally agree with you on that. I think that you are a master at selling. But I really want to talk about Thrivology. We got to get into this book. Jay, I want to talk about this book, Thrivology. I just love the name of it, but then I love the name of your company too, Surviving and Thriving Enterprises, mm -hmm. right? But I want to talk about Thrivology. What's, what made you go, I need to write another book because you've written nine. This is your 10th one. I'm going to write another book, but I'm going to call it Thrivolo Thrivology Companion. What's going on with that? Tell me why. You know, it's interesting. I wrote a book that leads up to why I wrote this book. Uh -huh. About two years ago, I wrote a book, which has actually been my best-selling book. It's not a sexy book, but I get into battling. The, the actual title of the book is called Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On. And I wrote that book because I know that there's a ton of people out there, especially the more ambitious and driven you are, the greater the battles you have with head trash, right? We're dealing with what I call these invisible enemies of fear, doubt, discouragement, depression, yes. anxiety, pressure. And, and it's very mm -hmm. difficult to perform at any peak level if you're dealing with that. Yeah. So I said, okay, enough of the sales training, enough of the sales psychology. Uh, I know there are people are struggling in a way that is intangible. Deep down uh, inside, there are some issues that they're, they're handicapped mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I wrote that book. That book was not a sexy book. I didn't think anybody would ask me to speak on stage about discouragement and depression. Uh, <laughs> but it became my, my bestseller. So this book came as sort of the one-two punch where I said, okay, 
I wrote a book about battling invisible enemies and mm-hmm. and it's a book about, hey, let's get you out of the rut. But now that we're getting you out of the rut, let's get you to the next level. Let's empower you. Let's inspire you. Let's get you thinking back on the right track where you can be in a position of strength. So Thrivology mm-hmm. came from that as a way to help people understand, okay, now let's get it moving again. Okay. What the, so you break them down and build them up. I, that's right. That's right. I, I broke them down. Because you got to be broken. To, exactly right. Because in your brokenness is okay. where the best work can be done, right? That's correct. Be, but, but I do believe that. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. In your brokenness is where some of your best work is done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you take them down to the point of understanding your mindset got to be kind of broken mm-hmm. so that I can pour into you this greatness that's going to change your trajectory mm-hmm. as a sales leader. Correct. And that's that's good right there. Correct. Now, listen, I, all I'm saying is if I, I used to be a, a national sales director. If y'all are listening to this and any of you are sales leaders, y'all need to get in touch with Jay. Jay, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach me on my uh, uh, my email, j at the jmamie.com. Yes. Or they can go to my website, thejmamie.com. Or my Facebook page, the J Mamie. My LinkedIn is J Mamie. Uh, my link tree is uh, uh, J Mamie. Uh, I, I mean, you can just about find me anyway. Okay. Hey, let's knock on the, door, on the next door neighbor's house and say, you know, J Mamie? And they gonna say yes. <laughs> you know, that's that New York in you coming out. It's all right, though. I ain't mad at you, but you're in Texas now. <laughs> I haven't thrown the y'alls in there yet. You but, ain't throwing no y'alls but, but in I, there. I'm keeping down the use. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Okay, this is great. So, um, if I am, I, I want to talk a little bit about you know being a sales leader. Yes. I'm a sales leader, and I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Do you? meet with the sales leader one-on-one and kind of do an assessment or do you have a way that you assess the the team's ability to deliver is there is that part of it as well part of what i do first is have that conversation with the sales manager the sales leader Mm -hmm. the team leader because usually they know what's happening with their team better than anybody else yeah they know who is performing who's lacking who has potential but who's not focused and based on what I hear from them and what I assess, mm-hmm. I create an entire sales course with different modules that addresses sometimes mindset, sometimes psychology, sometimes some tactical uh, right. strategies on how to close. Um, it really meets them where they're at. So every group session could be different. But at the end of the day, my track record shows the results have been great. And if you're willing and able, then I can deliver something that'll change your life. So let me ask you this, because I got to ask you, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm an old sales, you know, leader. And, you know, I just believe there's nothing like building relationship. Relational sales mm-hmm. um, is really important. You know, size up the person, look at what's on their desk and mention it. You know, mention, that's right. you, you know, that it, the baby's adorable. That's I right. mean, that's a that psyche thing. Right. You know, you get right. in there. But but I want to know, what is your impression now that everybody is using funnels and you know, looping you around a million times to get you to buy something. Mm-hmm. What is your impression of funnels in this whole technology movement? You know, it's it's great you mentioned it because I recorded a video that's on LinkedIn. It, I don't know, seven or 8,000 views on LinkedIn. And I just simply got a friend of mine, took my camera mm-hmm. and said, listen, I'm frustrated about what's going on on LinkedIn with these fake, phony, automated, copy, paste, disingenuous attempts of people to solicit others the minute you connect with them. Yes. 
right? I've been having a lot of that. Oh, yeah. So like you said right now, I'm a big believer that unless you build an authentic foundation where there's a relationship that is brewing, people don't really care to hear what you're going to pitch them, what you're going to try to uh, get them involved in until they know that you are being genuine in the development of that relationship. So funnels and, and all of these different software programs and algorithms are fine, but there's something to be said about a genuine interest in another person that you can buy and then the software won't deliver. I agree. And and I'm going to I'm going to ask you, you know, post pandemic, mm-hmm. do you think that relational not just sales in general for business mm-hmm. now is at a peak of needing that to be an, an injection of that to come back in to entrepreneurship? I totally agree. And, and here's mm-hmm. why. One of the things that you cannot buy is how someone legitimately feels about you. Yes. And, and I think that people do business yeah. with people they like. Yeah. And it's funny because in one of my courses, I talk about how do you become likable? Because until somebody likes you, mm-hmm. chances of them doing business with you or the chances of them even giving you their time will be very difficult because yes. people don't give time to other people they don't like. <laughs> they got to like you first. That's true. In order for them to give you time. So I think that there's there's a short change in that will occur if you rely too heavy on technology and forego the relationship aspect of getting someone to like you enough to say, yes, I'll listen to what you've got to offer. Yeah. So I think it has to be a balance, you know. Uh, I, You know, I, I did uh, this funnel thing uh, early on, mm-hmm. like when I first got the golden handshake. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you know, I'm not going to start sending my clients or potential clients mm-hmm. into these constant loops. There's nothing wrong with having funnels, but the constant loops Correct. is just it's crazy to me. Correct. You know, it's just it's just too impersonal. So I love that you think that there's this personal thing, the personal side of sales and really how to lean into that. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you've, you've written 10 books. You're a 10 book author, which is really amazing. Where do you get this book at, though? This book can be purchased right directly at my site, djmamie.com. Anybody who purchases it at my site, I sign it. If you end up oh. buying it on Amazon, there's no the, there's no signature to it. It'll come right okay. from Amazon. But you can buy it personally at my site, thejmamie.com, and uh, I'll autograph it personally. Tell me what's next on the horizon for you. Ooh, girl, we don't have another hour for that. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me one thing. Can you share one thing that we, you're actually doing? Do. I've got a course coming up. Okay. Uh, the sales, the Thrive Sales Mastery course. It'll be uh, launching in now in September. Love and it. it's exciting. It's an actual course with 35 modules guest speakers, some of the best sales gurus and sales experts around the world to really give people that are interested in going from that novice to that ninja status, that that from mascot to master, (laughs) right? From a whiner to a a, a winner, right? That's what I'm talking about. Because you've got people out there that are actually, they're lacking the sales mastery skills that they need in order to excel. And they're frustrated. They're feeling feeling, um, a lack of confidence, a lack of competence. So this course is going to deliver that for them and the way that they can piecemeal it throughout the course of an entire year, two years, constantly dropping content. It is going back to school for the right reasons. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's going to be virtual or live. This is going to be a virtual course. Okay. That's awesome. So anybody anywhere can subscribe to it and learn at their own pace, practice, drill, and rehearse the tactics. Absolutely. And of course, if anybody wants me to come in and do the course live, I'm available for that too. 
Just go to the J Mamie. Just the J <laughs> no. and say, Jay, come on live. <laughs> come on live. Well, Jay, I tell you, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today. Um, it's been, uh, you know, just a download of some great information. You are a sales extraordinaire. You are a leader. And we appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank so you. thank you so much. Thank for you being so much. Watch this and so much more on Zondra TV. Download the app on Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV, or visit zondratv.com.